inspire. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs and creatives of all types to reveal the unexpected paths to where they are today. Today, my guest is Cal Jeps, better known as Wax Bones. Cal is an amazing artist, blending the this retro style with almost like a uh, it, almost like a whimsical style with like some of this macabre dark uh, vibes. He explains it earlier in the episode, and I hope I really hope you look into his stuff because I think you're going to absolutely love it. But this was a wonderful conversation where we dive into his his origin story as we do, but then we talk about everything from the artist's perspective, like relationships and how to how to build your community and relationships, but also keeping things equitable between a developer and an artist. And he, he shares some insight into a new project that he is pursuing that really changes the game when it comes to minting and um, sort of the, the role of the, di- the dice with a new mint. It, this is a great conversation. I, I don't want to blabber on any longer. Without further ado, my conversation with Cal Jeps, also known as Waxbones. I actually, when I got into NFTs, I changed my work hours. So now I start work at 6.30 in the morning. Then I work until about three, pick my daughter up from school, do whatever, and then work pretty much the evening, like through into the evening until I get tired. And then, yeah, so I'm kind of working two full-time jobs at the moment. Three yeah, if you include real. being a dad. Yeah, yeah, that is a lot to juggle for like, for sure. And um, so what kind of things, because you're doing a lot in NFTs and collaborations, because I, I came across your work first with Savage Droids and, or Dodge, but Savage yeah, yeah. Droids, that project, and you did the, the puzzle pieces and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, what types of... Uh, what types of things are sort of taking up the bulk of your day currently? At the moment, so at the moment, I'm doing a few more collabs with some other artists. Mm. Um, and then I'm working on my own projects. But a lot of the artwork for that sort of thing is already is already done. And we're at like the developer stage. So it's yeah. like the, the next big thing I'm going to do is not necessarily a generative project but it has like the skeleton of that in a way nice like i'm I'm hoping we can do something different with it like make it very art focused and less random like a lot of the gen projects are just a lottery i feel like you know like you might get something that's worth something you might get something a bit naff so i kind of want to i want to make it so that everything is a piece of valuable art that someone can get you know nice is there anything you can share about it that isn't um too spoiler like on sort of what Um, the different angle is so what it depends if we can do what i want to do but i want to kind of put the the design into the hands of the collector so rather than it being a piece that is just random and it might not represent you i want to give the puzzle pieces to the collector and then they create their own profile picture or whatever it might be. I'm kind of treating it like a Frankenstein's lab. Yeah. So these, these characters are all parts of different creatures that you can sort of meld together. Nice. I really like that. And would that be something at mint, like ideally in your vision, would you see at yeah. mint they're piecing it together? Yeah. So it would be a bit like a, 
I guess like a character creator in a video game almost. And then as soon as you hit yes, that's it, then it mints it through the contract and you've got this one of one and that locks off that uh, combination. That's really cool. And like how far along is that in terms of working with developers and whatnot? So the, yeah, like I said, the art's already there. The developer side of speaking to a few different developers at the moment, um, one of them... Uh, actually, the guys that did Savage Droids and all, you know, all their fusion chambers and stuff, they're working on a new platform. So it might be that that becomes the place for it to live, you know? Nice. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. But who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm, I'm, I've got a vision. I don't know how to make it happen other than drawing uh, pictures, but uh-huh. <laughs> someone will be able to make it work. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, especially that team. Like, what they've done with Savage Droids is amazing, and how they, they have, like, the fusion chamber and all these things that, like, I'm sure if anyone can if anyone can tackle that, uh, I'm sure they could. It's, I love yeah. that idea. Yeah, because it is. It really, it's a unique spin, completely unique spin on all of it. Yeah. But then when you lock it down, like you said, like, no one can make another one of that exact combination. Yeah. It brings back the rarity it keeps everything going in a way where yeah it's so collector driven so even the rarities are collector driven because if people love uh, this this creature say whatever it is um then that one will be less rare inherently it's it's interesting it's such a that's a really interesting dynamic i like that a lot that's that's what i'm really interested in i could draw a thousand different traits and only a hundred of them ever get used and there'd just be a bucket of unused artwork which i actually yeah. find kind of interesting like yeah it's very yeah. fascinating yeah huh so yeah. I, I mean i don't know whether it's gonna work in that exact way like in an oh, ideal yeah. world that's how i think it should work whether we can do that or whether there are some compromises along the way i don't know but I mean, the idea, I'm, I'm excited about it and I, I love the designs because it's just an opportunity for me to go a bit mad with it. Uh-huh, definitely. <laughs> so then is if all the or if a lot of the design is is sort of ready to go, how much are you looking at in terms of like quantity? So like because oh, you're drawing all different attributes and all different uh, mm. characters and whatnot. Yeah, I think I think because it's going to be very art driven i think this is going to be a bit more of a premium collectible so it might be that the we're talking like 200 maybe or 500 like not not a huge amount but enough that my loyal collectors can have a can like get involved but then also hopefully it'll attract some new people yeah for sure yeah and it has that it's it's in that sort of area where there's enough for like I think, I think enough for like liquidity because a lot of coll- like um, mm-hmm. investors want liquidity, and that's why they like like 10k projects and this and that because you can sort of get in and out and invest and things. So it's nice because that is that's a scale that you wouldn't like be able to do one of ones at any sort of uh, uh, reasonable pace. I mean, like doing hundreds yeah. of those. I mean, that takes a long time, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Your style is so cool. Like, I really like it. It has, like, this oh, retro you. vibe, and it's so it's so distinctly you in a way that, mm-hmm. like, doesn't always happen. There's something about I can't even really quantify it, but do you have any sort of way to describe, like, your type of art or style? I think that... I feel like someone, someone once said that it, it looks like I'm juxtaposing the whimsical with the macabre and and i feel like i take a lot of my influence in terms of the style from 
you know, 30s rubber hose cartoons, like old Disney stuff. But then also it's kind of um, influenced by Blackworks tattoos and stuff like that. So I'm kind of bringing the Disney-esque and meshing it together with the dark skulls and things like that. And I think that's kind of where my work sits at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it really has that that throwbacky vibe that is, it's so appealing. There's just something about that with the bold lines and colors and things that like, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just gushing over it. Sorry, I just really like, no, no, like that look. It's just very cool. Do you, did you have any sort of, um, earlier inspiration that maybe led you to this style i guess we could just sort of dive into your origin story and where you came from because i know um you were doing silt screening on uh record slip mats that was the first sort of thing that i see sort of publicly that you were doing as like an entrepreneurial endeavor but i'd like to rewind even maybe a little further and who were you uh younger did you see yourself as an artist and where did you see yourself uh going yeah so my my dad um he he worked at a power station, um, like a nuclear power station. But he, when I was a kid, he was doing a degree in fine art. So there was always art around the house. I was always very interested in drawing. And it was, I don't think I'd always draw silly little characters and things like that, cartoons. Um, so art was always a big thing in our family. And then, then I, I think I just always wanted to be an artist or uh, for a while I wanted to be an animator and then as I went through school I got through school with very average grades and then went to university for oh no I did a foundation course which uh, I don't know if you have that in the US but it's, it's like um, it's one year and you kind of test out lots of different creative subjects so oh, you nice. do a month doing fine art, a month doing fashion, graphic design, uh, whatever else, photography. And that's kind of where I fell in love with graphic design and that being very particular and anal about everything that you're doing and grids and that like really appealed to me. So then I went to university and studied graphic design, um, got into my job at City ID pretty much immediately after graduating. Uh, it was funny actually because they they had gone to our end of year exhibition and contacted all of the guys that I was living with at the time saying, oh, we're looking for recent graduates to hire. Um, you know, do you want to come in for an interview? But they didn't message me. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm not having this. I'm going to message them. <laughs> <laughs> and then from that, I've been there for uh, nearly 10 years now. So nice. um yeah, it's been pretty. It's been pretty incredible as a career. I've managed to. I lived in New York for a bit. Been to Moscow quite a few times. Um, in San Francisco, I've travelled the world, just wow. designing maps and signs and wayfinding and uh, strategizing how people move around a place. Interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. So, is that like a crossover with um, sort of GIS, like geographic information yeah. systems? Okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we embed a lot of GIS into the maps that we draw as well, so that they can be digitized. And um, a lot of them use a lot of councils and things use it for asset management and and stuff like that. So, um, and then and then with that, I think 
I think I've always inherently been very particular, like using line weights, using, you know, consistent line weights all the time, consistent spacing, that sort of thing. And I think that's kind of where my illustration style started to head towards because I only ever really use a couple of line weights Uh in my work. Um, And then, so that's all great. I, I still love what I do. And then I think over lockdown, I'd, I'd always continued drawing and then over lockdown I just started doing it more and more and decided to actually start using social media which I hadn't really done <laughs> yeah um and then my mate Gavin Strange who goes by Jam Factory okay he uh he's also an NFT artist and works at Ardman Animation he he posted something online about uh, this like amazing print that he'd done, and he said, "Oh, it goes free with his NFT." I messaged him and I was like, "That print is so good. What the hell is an NFT?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, what month was this about? This was January, January nice. this year. Yeah. So, um, from that, he sent me some stuff, like helped get me involved, and then known origin actually contacted me directly and nice. said oh we've seen your work um we know you know gav do do you want to join the platform um i was like yeah of course at the time i don't think i'd really understood what that meant for a platform like known origin to actually reach out to you you know mm-hmm. oh yeah um so then i think i spent a, a few weeks learning and trying to understand it because it was all foreign to me and following people on twitter and just staying beginning to become part of the conversation i didn't want to just drop something and yeah just have it out there in the ether just not really (laughs) doing anything exactly and then you know i went to to mint something and it was asking me about gas i was like oh god i don't know what this means so i have to go back to the drawing board and start to (laughs) re-evaluate how much i want to put in i think at the time gas was only about 60 pounds which is like what 50 dollars or something Mm -hmm. which (laughs) looking back now is so cheap (laughs) at the time yeah it's crazy right now yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah really crazy um at the time, I was kind of scared to put fifty pounds into something that I wasn't really sure would work out, you know. Um, so I just bit the bullet. I minted my Genesis, and it went in a day. I think wow. I, I minted five editions of the same thing, and they all sold. And it turned out that they had sold to like big people, like Brian Brinkman bought one, um, nice. you know, and from there it's just snowballed and it's gone mad yeah Yeah, that's amazing and would you say then those first collectors found you because of social media because of known origin maybe some uh, amalgamation of both yeah i'm not i'm not entirely sure to be honest i think back then there was a lot of shill threads you know Mm -hmm. and so being inexperienced and had about 100 followers on twitter I was posting on all of them. I was that annoying person, like <laughs> shilling on everything. Um, so I honestly have no idea. I'll, maybe I'll ask one of them one day how they came across. Yeah, it's always work. yeah, it's always like an interesting thing. But yeah, I mean that is just that's what it takes. Like even the shilling, like just getting out there and connecting with people in some sort of way because people need to discover you. Yeah. It's, there isn't like the discoverability 
built into this because mm-hmm. it's so um, self-controlled now, self-driven. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think that um, like just being part of the conversation is probably the best way that you can market yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like rather than jumping into someone's DMs and saying, hi, check out this piece of work. Yeah. Like tell people that you like their work, like go into these conversations without any, you know, um, without any want of someone buying your work, you know, just do it because you like the person or because, you know, you want to have a laugh. Yeah. It's so important because it's real, it's true relationship building. I know a lot of times online people sort of lose that. Like you wouldn't walk up to someone on the street and just be like, buy this. It's like, (laughs) that'd just be so weird. I mean, maybe some people will, but like, no matter what, we know that that is strange, but online it's completely different because yeah the dms whether on discord or twitter or whatever people are always chilling and always just like oh look at this i think you'll like this like clear temp clearly templates that they're just copy pasting and it's unfortunate because it's just it's not it's not what this space is about and it sort of shows when people don't really get it right away but it takes time it takes time to sort of learn and see like how the ecosystem how the community works at large yeah um it does it does it is new and that's why people are making that and i think it's okay to make these mistakes and oh yeah i think someone someone jumped into my dms and just sent me their discord and some artwork and i said to them your artwork is amazing i i really like it but maybe think about doing it in a different way like don't just randomly jump into someone you don't know's dms and start trying to sell them yeah yeah, and that's they took good. that on board. You know? What was that? They took that on board, I think, and Excellent. so you know that's good. Yeah, and that's really good that you did that. You said that too, because like just that constructive uh, criticism, say, because if they're if they already have great work, you don't want their um, their activities to sort of tarnish that because they're they're doing the side of things that they really know and understand and like yeah. they've embraced. So yeah, that's really good. Um, and I just, I saw that you hadn't touched Procreate until November of last year. Is that right? That is true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. That blows like, my mind. Like, it feels like you're a seasoned, like, digital illustrator just because of everything that I've seen. No, that is... I mean, I've worked uh, using, like, tablets and uh-huh. Illustrator, and I do most of my work work stuff on illustrator so that's kind of where i was drawing beforehand and then just like sharpies and paper uh-huh. <laughs> and then i i think i just treated myself to an ipad and uh yeah started playing and that, that was that i mean it, the program is so easy to use you know? yeah it is so intuitive like it's amazing just the degree of uh just the quality of what's there for yeah. pennies like it costs basically nothing and that's the stuff like the tablets you're using like that you've used with illustrator all of that was so expensive before that i love that the barrier to entry is so much lower yeah i mean anyone can use it and anyone can like my five-year-old daughter plays with it and draws her own things and stuff it's just it just works you know yeah for sure so like as you were you started out you made your first sales where did you sort of uh did you have any vision for where you could see this going because like i know right now you have you have the full-time job and the full-time job of nfts but you've done very well as as wax bones as like the artist and like did you have a vision going in of where you thought it could end up not at all i (laughs) i was because I, i came into the space not knowing 
like you just said, I would only been drawing on an iPad for two months or so when I first started. Uh-huh. Um, so I was literally doing it for fun. And that was the best time for me because there was no pressure to make money. Uh, at the time, I mean, things were selling out in a matter of hours because <laughs> everyone was buying NFTs back in March. Um, yeah. So I was honestly just having fun and it was the first time that I didn't have a client. I could do whatever I wanted and people would latch onto it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So I, I didn't have any plans and I still don't really have a full <laughs> plan. I'm, I'm just, I said it the other day, I'm throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And <laughs> So far, it's worked out. Uh huh. Definitely. Well, yeah, because I mean, you're creating beautiful artwork. Like it's amazing work. And then, yeah, you're experimenting and dabbling with collaborations and all these different things. It's it's the way to do it because no one knows like what this is yet, where this is going. It's so we're still yeah. so early, even though it feels it feels like it's been years. Like anyone that I talk to, it's like, oh, I've been in NFTs for a while, and it's like. January, March, or May, and it's yeah. like, but it's just funny. It's so mind bending because it that is a long time in this space because it's yeah. day one still. It's just wild. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Had you been doing any sort of other entrepreneurial? Because I consider that like this is art, but it's also entrepreneurial at the same time. Mm-hmm. Had you been doing other entrepreneurial endeavors previously? Because like I mentioned with that, um, the record slip mat, like I saw that, and that was a like a beautiful art piece that was a product that you were selling um yeah. had you been doing any any other dabbling in anything else like that yeah i tried a few things over the years you know um t-shirt printing and seeing if anyone would would latch onto them and no one ever did and like doing print i've got a loft full of stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but because i was never that into social media um i just don't think i really had the the audience for any of these things like even the slip mat the slip mats was the first one where i really i thought i had an idea um i wanted to do limited edition designs i'd hand screen print them onto the felt slip mats because I, I love i've got a big record collection and i'd always thought that that is just a blank canvas most of the time yeah <laughs> so you could do yeah. something cool with it um so then we did. We got a load. Me and a, I've got a friend that works at a screen printing business, and we we got them done, printed them up, um, and that's that's where the name Waxbones came from, actually, because um, my thought process was the records. They used to be like wax. They're called wax records, and then the bones are like what holds it up. So the slip mat is what's holding the the wax, nice. and that just kind of stuck. Um, it's a great brand name. Like even just like in this space, it it evokes a feeling. It's funny because I feel like the name actually sort of evokes your artwork in like how it looks and feels somehow. Like it just it works together. Yeah, I would love to say that it's all deliberate, but honestly, it's just it's just random. It's coincidence. Uh huh. Well, yeah, and that's just how it goes too. It's like taking action is so important. So like you took those actions, you you developed this brand, and you're just on a different path than you originally yeah. like set out to be on. And I just noticed when you're sleeving up, you have a bone down the sleeve too. I really like that. Like Oh, I'm I'm representing wax bones right now. We've got the bone yeah. literal wax bones on that side. We've got OFIO on the other side. That's and then uh, the back is actually augmented reality. So um What yeah. does that mean? <laughs> so you can 
don't know if anyone knows it. It's going to be embarrassing now. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, so it's that piece that um, is currently on display at Dreamverse right now. Oh, very um, cool. But you can hold up uh, the phone app to the back and it will show the animation in augmented reality. That's wild. So are you yeah, selling cool. this merch? This is um this is a collaboration with Meta Factory, and I think they've got they did a run of 150, and I think there's some size mediums and size large left, but only nice. a handful. Oh yeah, that is very cool. I love that. I love the um the opportunity. I love I love sort of thinking about the opportunity of melding the NFT world with the real world because, yeah. like it is, it's identity. Like we we connect with these things as an identity, and then having merch, having whether it's prints or like whatever it is, there's so many different uh, niches that I feel like people just haven't explored yet. So I love, I love bringing the augmented reality into that because that is an amazing piece. Like I love that piece. Like when I've seen it online, I can only imagine holding the phone up to it and seeing it right there. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Is no, I, I really like doing, uh, like trying to pair it with something physical. Cause I think there is still, I think when screens, become cheap enough that you can actually display your nfts in your house then that will be a game changer but right now it's really difficult to show it in the real world yeah um so i really like the idea that i think i've done since starting i've done three different augmented reality t-shirts um and they, they've they've gone so quickly and i just love the idea that you know, there's a guy in Canada that's walking around with one of my T-shirts. Uh -huh. and they're just, I don't know, in the pub doing the augmented reality. I, I, I just like to, I like to be able to reward people for like believing in my art, you know. And if I can do that with sending them a T-shirt, then, you know, I will. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure there's people at um, NFT NYC right now this week walking around wearing your merch because that is I, it's I, such I mean, a cool thing. So. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure of it. Just, yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. I really like it. Do you do you envision then um, sort of a path where you're going to go completely full time? Because this is a lot to juggle, as you mentioned. Mm. Um, do you sort yeah. of um, do you have do you have that goal of going completely full time as Wax Bones, or so where are you at right now? Yeah, I think I do. That that is my path now. I think. Yeah. When it will happen, I think it's one of those things where. I've got a mortgage and a child to look after and stuff and cryptocurrency is great, but you know, I don't know how much tax I'm going to have to pay at the end of the year on yeah. all of this. And it's hard enough getting it. And like, how much do I want to cash out at any one time? Um, so, so I think my plan at the moment is next year. Um, I am going to, cut down to four three or four days a week at my actual job nice. and then concentrate on on building something bigger um but that that could all change you know like this some of these more generative projects that i'm working on and bigger collabs and stuff that, that could be the one moment that changes everything who knows like everything Absolutely. changes in a second in this space doesn't it? <laughs> it really does it is yeah, it is just unbelievable. I just, I can't grasp it because like, like moving through like the entrepreneurial space, everything takes so much longer. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you hear that, but I think someone's blowing off fireworks, which is very random right now. I just, I hear it out like through the wall. So that's interesting. But anyway, um, but yeah, the stuff moves. Like I'm used to helping people build businesses and it's like, oh yeah, just you have maybe a 18 month runway of what you're expecting to grow and to change and adapt and learn from the market. And in this, that is practically 18 days of just like, it's, it is so quick that, yeah, you just don't know what's right around the corner. Yeah. And if the thing is, if you're not acting quick, you'll miss that trend or you'll miss that. Um, you know, I, I can guarantee that generative projects in the state that we're seeing them now will die okay. because people are already bored of them and there's too many monkeys. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, so, so what is the next thing? <laughs> exactly. And that's where changing it up, like you said, like I've had some ideas, too, of um sort of a delivery system that I need to flesh out more that I want to try to like change it up. Not as like, I love your idea. It's nowhere near as, <laughs> as developed as your thought. Cause I love, I love the thought of being able to create the characters, but I've been trying to think, cause like I come from the developer side. Um, like I have <laughs> like a tiny project where I, I've done some, some scroll illustrations, just trying to learn myself how to draw. Cause yeah. I, I'm not an illustrator, but um but other than that, like I've been looking at the development side, just trying to see like where where are the needs? Like where's a way that we can help like smaller independent artists, like one of one artists, bridge that yeah. gap in like a a real, like a genuine way. And like like your idea is brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Who knows what will happen with it, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's all it, everything. Just it takes time. It takes time, but once it's once it's sort of rolling, it'll probably change and adjust. Um, as you go so you have um some on tezos some pieces on tezos on hickernunk and um also on eth how do you look at those two different platforms as an artist when i when i first started doing so at the beginning i was sort of testing out all the different platforms and i had in my head my logic was that eth was for my more um I don't want to say better artwork, but, you know, the more time consuming, the more detailed, the the bigger pieces. And then Tezos was for mucking about. (laughs) Yeah, it was the the silly little things that I would never expect someone to pay the equivalent of 500 bucks on. But I could flog it for 20 bucks, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's where I was putting just fun, silly things. And because it is a marketplace that is so easy to get on board with it's so easy to collect on it's so easy to play around on i think that's why i like to put in the silly things that didn't really have a place on known origin you know uh-huh yeah definitely and have you tried solana at all i haven't no although people keep telling me i should <laughs> yeah i'm very curious people about keep, it people keep saying i need to get on wax platforms and i kept for a while i kept getting um questions from people asking why i use wax i was like i I don't know what that is (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah probably because of the name because i think the savage droids uh puzzle pieces might have been on wax Um, uh i think they were on polygon oh yeah they were yeah Yeah, maybe there was maybe it was me also just putting wax bones together and thinking wax that's funny yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know anything about that one about wax um yeah, it's, but the, what I've seen of Solano is just the negative things, like the rip-off Mechaverse stuff and the rip-off punks, and yeah, so I don't yeah. really know. I haven't 
delved into it too much to be honest yeah it's still early like there isn't like a marketplace there isn't the open sea of solana it seems like so it's really hard to uh maybe discover projects i've noticed like where we have collections for (laughs) i say we like (laughs) like we are ethereum but like on ethereum there's like a collection so you can be like oh i want to look at all of the board apes whether they're for sale or not i can just scroll through and find ones i like and maybe make an offer it, it might just be me, but I don't think that Solana has that yet. It seems like you can only find listings on platforms. So, um, like, if I own, say it was an ape on Solana, I actually don't know how to show it off yet. And and that's just my, like, very new to the space. I haven't really dove into the Solana stuff. I, have, I bought a little bit of Solana because I believe in, like, the blockchain itself. But... Yeah, it's it's an interesting time. I'm I'm very curious to see how everything develops in all these platforms. Yeah, it will be interesting. And like Ethereum 2.0, I've heard a lot of people talking about it, but how when it will come and whether it will actually people say that it will it will mean gas is much cheaper, but I don't actually know if that's true. Yeah. Yeah. In theory it should. But theory, it's yeah. it's interesting too because gas is also used as a rate limiter. So like mm. Ethereum, at least this is my understanding. I, I could be completely wrong, but I think it's yes. sort of there to be sure there aren't too many transactions that that cripples the network, even though yeah. I assume with 2.0, the, the network might be more efficient. And because, yeah, that's not proof of work. It's proof of stake. So it would be more efficient. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I'll be very interested. I originally started getting into Ethereum in general just because of what I heard about 2.0 because I do think that'll be like a tipping point into yeah. really being like it'll no longer be um, ener- an energy suck and it won't be like bad for the environment or things. A lot of the uh, concerns people have should should <laughs> be taken care of. Yeah. But yeah, who really knows? Yeah. yeah. So what are you most excited about right now? Is it uh, the generative? Are there other things just about the space that really get you get you going? Um, I'm I'm excited about it all. You know, like there are so many. I know that's a really shitty answer. Oh no, it makes sense. <laughs> there's so there's so much there's so much crap out there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, am I allowed to swear on? This? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's so much crap out there, but there's it also makes it easier to see the amazing stuff that people are doing that is innovative that you know i've seen a lot of games coming into it now you know with like the watcher stuff missing watcher and uh, um signal noise has just announced his starcade stuff which is huh. pretty incredible yeah you should check that out but what does that entail just sort of a brief so his um do you, do you know Signal Noise? His, no, um, I don't. So his art style was very um, neon retro. It's, it's amazing. You check it out. But he's got these characters and he's doing a 7,000 generative. But it's somehow, he literally announced it a couple of hours ago. It somehow builds into a video game as well. Nice. Um, but the So I don't know much about it, but the, the design is just is top notch. Um, and then... I see a lot of people doing physical uh, like figurines and stuff at the moment, which is really cool. Um, um, and then all, all of these meetups and things that are finally allowed to happen. Yeah. I think that is, you know what, that's my answer. I'm most excited <laughs> about actually being able to get out there and meet these people in real life and 
go to talks and host talks and yeah yeah I, mean, I think that's where the real ideas come for now. real yeah because that it is interesting this all blew up during like lockdown essentially like a time when we weren't able to connect in person but it is going to be so interesting to sort of uh like pull back the curtain and like finally be able to interact face to face in person and in established communities which yeah this is a little different it's a different moment because like i grew up like grew up like in this space like entrepreneur entrepreneurially like sort of on the internet all most of my friends have always been online we would come together at south by southwest in austin texas every year and that was the time we'd all come together have so much fun and it was just so such a great experience that i'm really excited to see that happen in nfts like i feel like nft nyc was the first sort of first sort of like uh dipping the toe in the water of that but so many people aren't able to come because of travel restrictions and all these things that it's still um it's just a tiny subset yeah that's gonna it's gonna be really really fun to see these communities grow in real life as well yeah yeah i i often wonder whether nfts would have exploded the way that they have done if it weren't for lockdown yeah you know if people weren't forced to talk online and forced to do things in their house would it have would it have blown up like this i don't know yeah and it's interesting because um in 2020 i don't know if you ever collected sports cards growing up or pokemon cards or anything okay yeah all of that exploded so like this show i've been um always talking to entrepreneurs that's my my main focus but whatever i'm interested in at the time i like to sort of focus like shift it over there so right now it's nfts but I had um, Jeff Wilson, the sports card investor. That's actually like his business and everything. And he he wow. built an entire large business around investing in sports cards, helping people um, with like an app and market, like looking at the market and really treating cards as like almost like stocks. It's such an interesting thing, but it fascinated me to see all of a sudden when NFTs sort of tipped, I guess. It really felt like there might have been a um, a wave coming from card collecting as well. Like it's that nostalgia yeah. that then suddenly like it moved online and definitely yeah. It is card it's card collecting. It's figure collecting. It's it's any sort of collecting. I think you know people people latch onto it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and we all want an identity. Like I like. We have our own identity, but it's nice to sort of connect with people over a shared identity, I guess, whether it's an ape, whether it's Pokemon, whether it's something that we really, um, that we like, we can share and talk about and be nostalgic over, which is wild. Like there's going to be so much nostalgia for 2021 NFTs. Yeah. And the thought, I mean, people are talking five years from now and I'm thinking, I haven't even been doing this for one year and it feels like I've aged in dog years, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and do you, do you say that from like the creator perspective or from like personally? Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is going to be exciting. I think that this is, this is the first time in, my lifetime all of our lifetimes where the power is in the hands of the creator yeah you know whether they be a developer whether they be an artist you know finally you don't have to pay gallery fees you don't have to rely on technically you don't really need to rely on a platform you could 
create your own contract and you know mint everything and yeah and i think that's that's exciting yeah yeah it's it's like liberating to have full control and a little daunting at the same time because again you you're building your community like it's through say twitter or wherever else but in theory it can be through completely separate like it could be through an email newsletter like people who find find an artist they love and you you craft a community or i mean discord like it's behind the scenes it isn't a public thing so there's so many different ways to do it that it is it is amazing it's truly decentralized in many many aspects yeah yeah which is why and i'm probably going to go on a rant now (laughs) which is why i feel like influencers or people that identify as influencers within the space are detrimental to the space i don't feel like this is my own personal opinion i don't feel like they need to be telling artists or developers or whoever else how they should be navigating the space how they should be minting what they should be doing when I mean, they're just a, a random avatar. Like, I don't know this person. You've got a hundred thousand followers. That's fine, but what are you really doing for the space? Are you helping anyone, or actually, are you just making it more? Like, are you affecting artists' mental health by telling them that they need to grind twenty four seven? You know, toxic positivity, telling people everyone's going to make it. You've just got to grind as hard as you can. I don't subscribe to any of that. I think that's bullshit. And I think that the people saying those sort of things are hurting artists and the space as a whole, to be honest. Yeah, we want to give people hope, but not false hope. Like we need, we want to give them a structure, like give someone a structure to maybe create a better life for themselves. Like Mm -hmm. I've seen so many like Thai artists that are amazing. Like, I don't know what it is about like, because there's like a, a, tie nft or something like that hashtag where there is just mind-blowing work that's phenomenal and it's it's almost exclusively on hen it's like usually just like one one tezos one one uh, tez and it's just like wow like how is that possible but and i've talked to a few people and they've said oh i'm trying to build up my sort of income because i couldn't actually make it to ethereum because Mm -hmm. like i like it's a big expense to yeah. first mint on even OpenSea because you have to pay gas to sort of uh, connect your wallet, and yeah. it is it is interesting because like you have like the influencers and things like you said that is it constructive or is it sort of for uh, personal gain? Or I've seen a lot of the like celebrity influencers now, which it's feeling a little um, it's unfortunate because I feel like we're in this gray area again where people aren't disclosing partnerships and sponsorships. And it's like, oh, I'm so-and-so from maybe this professional athlete or whatever. I love this NFT project. I've never talked about any before, but yeah. this one I love from my buddy so-and-so. And I'm always like, ah, it's like that. That's a, it's a problem. Like you have to disclose, but at the same time, it's so new. The space is so new that it feels like everything is just the wild west again, which yeah, we yeah. can really lead people astray. Investing money they don't have to lose into things that so-and-so said, oh, this is going to go to the moon. Yeah, yeah. And I think that um, I've been asked quite a few times just because I think my my art style lent, will or would lend itself very well to a generative project. And so I've been asked quite a few times by people if I wanted to be an artist on a certain thing. And... 
I've, I, they they just clearly are in it for a cash grab. Like they want an artist for hire. Yeah. They they'd probably use my name, and then they. I think one of them said, "I oh, will pay you forty ETH." to do this and when you hear that you think wow that's a lot of money uh-huh. when you think they're making like 500 600 if, if it sells out yeah and then i would be just delivering these artworks to them and then i'm out uh-huh. you know, I, I don't want to always be associated right? i could i could probably not retire but i could quit my job and live comfortably for a few years on that money but I wouldn't want my name to be associated with something like that. Well, yeah, because you don't even know where they're going to take that. Like, what what does that project become after it's out of your hands? But it's it's yeah. still it's you. It's it's an expression of you. So, yeah, and that's that is a good question. Then, as the artist, what do you feel like is a? And this is a sort of it's it's tough to answer. But what do you feel like is a fair relationship when it comes to a, a project where a developer would uh, bring in an artist? Like, what would you like to see? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that because I I guess I'm currently navigating those waters and we haven't yeah. really had those discussions yet. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that if I were to get involved in a project like that, I'd want it to be artist-driven because I feel like for me and for my work, that's the unique selling point. Like my style is the unique selling point. Yeah. So... I don't think it could be anonymous in that way because you'd know. Oh, yeah. But I appreciate that a developer is doing a lot to, I mean, if they're doing it properly, they're navigating gas wars, they're trying to avoid that sort of thing, they're building a whole new contract. And I'm sure there are tools out there that exist that you can just plug in the elements. But I guess if you're doing it properly, then the developer's probably doing just as much work as the artist. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, if the team's right, I'm all for the money being split evenly between everyone. You know, there's going to be a community manager, perhaps there's going to be a creative lead who's doing the whole thing. I don't know, yeah. but I, I'm not precious. Like, oh, it's it's my artwork, so I need at least eighty percent of the. You know, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of a lot of pieces that go into it, so it's tough yeah. to juggle all of it and. Yeah, that's something I've I've been wondering about, like just talking to people in general, like yourself, and just yeah, where is that uh, the sweet spot where everybody gets their just desserts? Because I love the thought that it's a contract. It's if you do fifty fifty with a developer artist, say they always both get what they're supposed to receive. Like it's, there's something just so beautiful about that, and so like okay, we we did it, ready to go. Now it just happens, and I I love that. But yeah. what that what the appropriate balance is is still so up in the air because it, this is it's like all about the art and all about everything that happens once the art exists. Like it's mm-hmm. it's like both of those are so important that it's yeah it's such a yeah. a murky time to like navigate and figure out just just to be sure it's equitable across the board. Yeah, and I think a lot a lot of these projects are promising roadmaps of things for the next couple of years you know yeah. so you you i don't know how you're making more revenue or like are you splitting that completely i don't know that's why i kind of said if, if i do any of these things i'm not gonna have a roadmap like mm. oh there might be things in the future there might not uh, yeah i don't want to promise anything because i mean one i get bored of doing the same <laughs> thing over and over like i feel like if you looked at 
all my different projects, there's something different going, particularly with my collabs. I, 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 I could never have a character, like a single character, because I'd just get bored of it too quickly. <laughs> yeah. So like all my collabs, I look at the last one and I go, right, I can't have tentacles in this next one now because this one's got to be completely new, completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, just a way to find all the collabs that you've done? Is there any sort of, is are they in a, one collection or generally in the, um, uh, the collaborators' no, collections? Yeah, they get minted into the collaborators. I think because as far as I'm aware, there's only a couple of um, platforms that actually have split contracts. So mm. Known Origin has a split contract feature. Oh, nice. So um, my Creatures and Friends collection, I did those um, myself. I designed them. But I said to the creator of the original IP that you you own that IP, you design that. So I wouldn't feel right making money off your character. So let's split the contract 50-50 mm-hmm. right? and let's, let's go from there. And everyone was happy with that. A few people said they didn't, they were happy for me to mint it and take 100%. But like, I feel, um, yeah, so, so because not everyone uses Known Origin, not everyone's on it, most of the time the collabs are minted by the other person and then they will send me half of it or whatever yeah yeah it makes sense yeah i love that though like that you reached out for the original ip and said okay this is what i want to do like i want to split it because that is it's so important and just like we were talking about it's finding the equitable the way to be equitable to everyone because there are so many people involved and yeah i love that you're doing that and i mean those are like someone else's characters i didn't want to just do it you know uh-huh. i i wouldn't i think i i designed the first few so i think i did like savage dogs i did habibi i did um i did i did evil uh mm-hmm. kid a and a few other things and i i went to those people and said hey i just like messaged them directly i said hey i've done this i won't share it on twitter i won't like mint it i won't do anything without your permission like this is your artwork it's your character Uh, and everyone's been very very kind about everything you know yeah for sure i think that has formed relationships with all these people like i've hung out with kid eight in real life um you know a chat to some of the other guy obviously i'm doing the savage droid stuff as well so i think that just doing stuff for fun is has opened a lot of doors for me absolutely that's what i like to talk about on this show too is the action creates opportunity so yeah like if you're doing good work and being a good person at the same time like not trying to scam people or anything which like yeah, yeah you're you're doing everything in support of the rest of the community and that's how you build like a really great tight-knit supportive community so yeah i absolutely love that yeah it's it's fun and i think that has i keep trying to uh, remind myself that this is supposed to be a laugh uh, <laughs> this is that like, this is a dream like people dream of doing this for a living for yeah. their life and if i could do if i could draw stupid snakes and skulls and slimy <laughs> mechs and whatever for the rest of my life that would be insane uh-huh <laughs> yeah it's it such an opportunity yeah but for the time being i'm just having fun with it you know just meeting new people i love at the moment i'm really into collaborating with 3d artists because obviously i'm 2d thick black lines and stuff i love 
trying to find a 3D artist and make something that feels coherent. Like the Hopper, I don't know if you saw the Hopper piece I did with Shaka Blood. I don't think it, I did. It was, um, okay, he does these um, 3D, they're kind of like robot bunny things. They're, they're so intricate, they're amazing. But we, we went back and forth for a few weeks trying to work out how we would blend the styles on it. The piece is mad. I love it. Um, nice. It's one of my favorite things I've done. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, so this has been great. I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, but I could chat all night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's a great time. Like, we'll definitely be keeping in touch after this for sure. I can just like, it's just like, you know, you click with someone and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. no, this is this. This I is... need to get your hair tips as well. Do you condition <laughs> as well? Or... Always condition. Condition Always twice. Condition. That's the rule, right? I, I don't know. I don't have any rules. <laughs> <laughs> No, but this is awesome. So like for um, people to uh, follow along and see everything you're up to, where should we send them? Uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitter slash Waxbones is the best way. Um, I'm working with a friend of mine to put together a Discord because it seemed like the people that follow me want it. Oh, yeah. So, but I don't know how to use Discord. So I'm getting my friend to sort it all out. He's got some like custom code and things to help with bots and all that jazz. Nice. Um, so we should have that set up in the next week or so. But but mainly Twitter is what I am. Awesome. Yeah, Discord is such a um, such a key part of the space. It's interesting because I've yeah. always been... Um, uh, I didn't want to join Discords just because I was like, that is like a fire hose of just people talking all the time how do i do it and it took the longest time so i'd come from like a minimalist background and like really like uh keeping things simple is my approach and yeah. i just realized it's the kind of thing i can open the door step into the party and then be like okay i'll see ya. like i had to yeah. like frame it that way otherwise i'm like i'm missing out here i'm missing out there but yeah so many great connections and stuff are built in discord that's going to be awesome for you to have one yeah. to have your collectors come together and meet new people meet one another it's going to be great i love that yeah, and it's going to be a nice place where I can keep people informed. You know, you lose things in Twitter when you're just yeah. chatting shit with someone, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it would be nice to have have somewhere. And I, I don't want it to be complicated. I don't want loads of channels, just something really simple. Um, yeah, but he's going to sort that out for me. Nice. So that's very nice of him. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, thanks again. I want to thank Cal for joining me on this episode. Be sure to follow along everything Follow along with everything he's up to at Waxbones on Twitter, and I, I guarantee you're going to love his work. It's it's just amazing. I, I really, really like what he's doing. Again, that's Waxbones on Twitter. As always, this episode of Starting Now is brought to you by Built. At Built, we help you get started online. Whether you want to start a blog or a business, head over to Built.co. That's B-Y-L-T dot C-O to get started. Built. Your website, built for you, simply. Finally, if you're enjoying the show, I would love it if you subscribe on YouTube. Give us a little thumbs up. Hit that bell if you want to be notified every Thursday when the new episode drops. And leave a comment or uh, reply to me on Twitter, at ReplyMe. My name's, uh, my name, my uh, username on Twitter is just Jeff Saris. Just let me know you're out there. I love hearing from people and everyone's just been so kind. And I really am grateful for all the kind words that that you all have said and i don't know just really makes my day so uh, that'll do it for this week again i'm jeff saris this has been starting now and i'll see you next time